0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Michael Oldroid Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Droid Entertainment. It is an independently produced show. And if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Feel free to write a review of the podcast on whatever platform you use to ingest podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Blueberry,
1: Spotify,
0: whatever it is. And if you already subscribe and you've already written a review and you still want to further support the cause, please consider becoming a sponsor through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, you can check out our page. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash the droid. T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. And if you make a donation, then we will give you a shout out in a future episode of the podcast and if you've done all of these things and you still want to help then go ahead and just send me some nudes all right send me money send me nudes
1: don't be a jew don't be a brood send me money send me nudes don't be a jew
0: don't be a brood yeah i'm actually part jewish now enjoy today's episode As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast.
1: Welcome to the Michael Aldridge Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun when he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City.
0: Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Drodd Comedy Podcast. That was actually my voice, that was not your record screeching or whatever the heaven you're listening to. I felt like starting off with the most obnoxious sounding noise ever, just for fun. Anyway, welcome, hope you guys are doing well, it's been... several weeks. Usually I I try to put out an episode every week if and when I can, or whenever a nice load has built up, if you know what I mean. And then I like to blow a comedic load into your eardrums, right, and give you some eargasms is really the goal. But um, yeah, it's been a little bit, I've been very busy, and as a result, uh, I snoozed on the old, podcast, but uh, I don't regret it. I regret nothing about it. In fact, I did it on purpose just to make you want it, just to make you want some more of my voice. You know what I mean? Because if if you're just listening to my voice constantly at all times, that's just annoying. That's outrageous. That's heinous. Uh, nobody wants to listen to anybody's voice all the time. Uh, but anyway, I am excited to just... Well, you know what? I, I feel mixed emotions. I'm actually exhausted right now because it's also been a busy week, but I was like, I can't go another week without giving you guys a little load. And um, it's about 1220 a.m. on Monday morning, September 27th, 2021, which means it's uh, it's past midnight. Uh, basically, Sunday just ended 20 minutes ago, right? Which means I can masturbate again because I really try to, you know, honor the Sabbath and... I say that like I'm joking, but in all honesty, I'm such a weird, or maybe either a weird dude, or maybe it's a good thing. But I try to keep Sundays as holy as I can, uh, which I don't succeed at uh, uh, all the time. But I, I try to, you know, at least refrain from masturbation on, on Sundays if I can. Um, so, whatever. Uh what I'm trying to say is, as soon as this podcast is done, I'm going to go jerk off because I made it through 24 hours. Hallelujah. All right. Um, what's going on in the world right now? Let's start off with our normal format. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. Well, football season is definitely underway on all levels, high school, college, NFL, and peewee and junior peewee when I started as a little tyke, you know uh it's going well I don't know if you guys are doing fantasy football I'm excited to be uh, in a fantasy football league once again this year with my family uh so that's been uh it's been good to uh, watch the tracks the trash talking amongst my family members um, real nice uh real nice people in my family and uh, uh almost uh so nice that it's funny to witness the interaction one. One, one family member uh, said, hey, guys, uh, I, I, I made a mistake on, on who I was trading. Can, you, can, can everyone you know uh, not pick up that person in the waiver wire? And, and of course, everyone politely uh, was like, absolutely. You know, when, when most fantasy football leagues with my friends would be like, no, nope, you just news, you lose, right? So uh, always funny to see that dynamic of, of kindness uh, in fantasy football. There's a little bit of trash talking taking place but in a fun way. Nothing too crazy, uh, but it's uh, it's nice to it's always good to connect with family, right? And uh, it keeps me connected to football, even though my fantasy football league sucks. Uh, I've never been, and um, if I've never like, how do I say this? I was a I was a very good football player, and I am a terrible fantasy football player. Uh, if I had to choose one, I would definitely not change anything. Uh... In fact, it's funny because uh, I'm, I'm gathering links right now. Someone's trying to help me get verified on Instagram and Twitter. And one of the things that you need to do is uh, find your, your press clippings and stuff. And I went back. I have a, I have way more sports um, clippings and, and uh, articles that I've been in for, for sports and, and online postings uh, than I do in comedy. And I've been doing both about the same amount of time. It was impressive to see myself... Uh, Sometimes you forget some of your past accomplishments, like the fact that I had the school record for most receiving yards in a game. That came up on a Google search uh, at our high school uh, recently. Anyway, enough, enough uh, narcissistic bragging. I just, I, th- I did think it was cool because that's fresh on my mind, uh, having had to Google myself and and try to find every single uh, uh, thing in my history. Which there was actually a long list. Humble brag, in fact, just brag, not even humble. But uh, it was it was fun to see uh, kind of the history of the the track and field stuff, the, the football stuff, a season of co- cross country my freshman year at Mizzou, um, all the comedy stuff, entertainment. So it was really a uh, quite intriguing. I'll be honest, quite intriguing. There's another old droid who apparently is a kicker uh, somewhere playing college football. So. Um, so if you couldn't, if you wouldn't mind, uh, old droid, uh, you know, tr- quit trying to upstage me. Nah. Uh, great to see the old droid name out there. The old clearing in a meadow is what old droid stands for. It's a clearing in a meadow. It's an English term. We have a coat of arms and, um, yeah, so that anyway, what's going on in the world? I haven't been paying attention cause I've been so busy in comedy. Is the coronavirus even a thing still? Honestly, I have no idea. I recently sometimes I will I will drive for Uber because right now I, I've got my car out here in Tampa and it's an easy way to sometimes I'll just clock in like after a show I'll just be like oh, i us see if anyone needs a ride anywhere and you know make a couple extra bucks or whatever which is really a kind of a cool compl- supplement your income is what I'll call it right while all my money's making money in the stock market why not make a little petty cash so I can buy myself some new flashlight lube. No, I I don't have my flashlight with me. I left it at home, you know? All right. That way, uh, (laughs) my mom, when she's cleaning cleaning my room, will go, What is this? I hope she doesn't come across that. I would be embarrassed. Uh, I hope my dad is the one who sees it and goes, Wow, my son is really uh, innovative. (laughs) Um, I I do want to write a song called Ode. To my fleshlight, by the way I think that'd be a good one That might be my next music video Ode to my fleshlight Anyway um, I don't know what's going on in the world Honestly, I don't pay attention anymore And it feels very good I've told you guys this pretty much every episode now That um, I'm uh, Intentionally aloof And damn it feels good It feels so good not to be paying attention To any negative news The only time I watch the news anymore is when I'm on it I don't know if you guys saw the news story of curbside comedy down here in uh, Florida. Me and Trevor were on the news promoting curbside comedy. And... Wow. That was um somebody just um what do they call it peeled out or whatever revved up the engine. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Uh yeah, I'll talk more about the curbside comedy thing here in a second. But in the meantime, I wanted to talk about what's going on in the world or what's going on in the world of comedy at least. Since I don't know what's going on in the world Uh, First things first As you guys know uh, I guess it's been over a week now But I haven't done a podcast yet So that's why um, I haven't talked about it much But Norm MacDonald passed away Um, I will say it's been nice to see everybody's Positive um, Memories and recollections And favorite things of Norm Um, He's got a lot of love You know, and, 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 you know, sometimes people post things because they want to like talk about something that's trending for their social media and get some likes, but it really felt genuine with Norm Macdonald. There was a lot of really, really genuine posts. And I think it really says a lot. It was, it was nice to see so many people honoring him, uh, with really genuine posts. I'd say more genuine than, um, the typical death that you come across. Um, what what does Norm McDonald mean to me? Because we you guys have all seen posts, you've probably made some yourself. So, what can I add that you haven't already thought of or heard or seen? And I think that's just my perspective. And um, I remember Dirty Work. I think Dirty Work was where he was showcased the most because he he had like the co co lead role in that movie with the the other guy. Uh, Chris Farley was was in that one. Uh, that's the one where Chris Farley talked about getting his nose
1: bit off by a Saigon whore.
0: I don't know if you guys remember that one. I think one of my favorite scenes in Dirty Work is when... Um, when uh, I think Norm MacDonald was driving and the other guy was mooning someone. And then Norm MacDonald just pulled over and parked while the guy's butt was hanging out. It's like, hey man, what are you doing? Um, Billy Madison, obviously, I loved Norm MacDonald and Billy Madison, just like that funny, relaxed, laid back dude that was always laying out of the pool with Billy and getting wasted. And, you know, uh, just that scene where they're all, where they're running around lighting shit on, you know, shit on fire. And then, um, you know, they're, they're drunk and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're leaving poop on people's doorsteps, lighting it on fire and ringing the doorbell. So that when the guy comes out, he's stomping on poop and I'll never forget. Norm Macdonald goes, Oh man, this is the best night of my life. So that's the most ridiculous thing ever. If that's
1: the best night of one's
0: life, (laughs) they really don't have much expectations in life, but that, you know, but there's something warm about that still, you know, being able to. Obviously, he's joking, but that character is, is 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 designed to make you laugh, and it is and it works. But there still is something endearing even in that, which is sometimes the most simple of things. And and it, you know, there's a part of it that is like believable in that character. It's like sometimes the simplest things in life can can be the best, you know. So just hanging out with the guys and making each other laugh and being dumb, you know. So it was a great scene from Billy Madison. I think as far as movies goes, uh, those are my two best memories of, of Norm and, and what I can remember of him. I know that he was Weekend Update for a long time on SNL. and uh, His Michael Jackson pedophilia jokes are so funny to me. I don't know if you guys um, remember. I think there's two jokes. I was watching... This is going to sound ridiculous, but I Googled Norm MacDonald Michael Jackson pedophile jokes. And there's like this long. It seemed like he, he has like 10 or more Michael Jackson pedophile jokes over the course of time while he was doing Weekend Update. And two that stood out to me that I really liked. One was, hey guys, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, has something about the Olsen twins, you know? And he said, but don't worry. He said something about how Michael Jackson has like a poster of the Olsen twins in his in his house now, and uh, something something about the Olsen twins, you know, and Michael Jackson. And he goes, but don't worry, guys, Michael Jackson is a homosexual pedophile. Um, so that was to me hilarious. I mean, hopefully it's not true, obviously, but my friends have really tried convincing me that it is true after seeing the documentary on HBO and I couldn't finish it because I was so disgusted and mortified from it. Um, anyway, the other joke that Norm MacDonald said was, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley have been, uh, on rocky terms lately. Uh, uh, And I think I've got the inside scoop. Nobody knows, but um, I found out that uh, she's actually cheating on him with another pedophile. (laughs) I don't know if I said that properly, but it makes you think, the way he sets it up makes you think that, you know, she's breaking up. They're on rocky terms because he's a pedophile, but instead it's (laughs) she's cheating on him with another pedophile as if that's her type, you know? so uh so stupid and hilarious and uh i think i i kind of did a a quick norm impression there unintentionally and i'll do one one impression of norm as my tribute and then we can oh and then i'll tell you about the story the the time that i met him and then we'll 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 move on and can't rush through the norm mcdonald stuff the dude really is a genuine soul uh kind guy um, just a nice person, honestly, and I'll and I'll get to that why why I say that from firsthand experience. But um, Norm Macdonald did this character on SNL. I think he was impersonating David Letterman, and I always thought it was so stupid. I, I don't even know if it's like a good impression or not, but it was just so funny. He would he you know he, he would dress up like David Letterman and he'd go hey yeah uh, 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 hey uh, anyway, anybody got any gum? you got any gum uh, hey yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you got any gum, <laughs> <laughs> and he like pulls his collar. I'm not doing it justice, especially if you can't see the visual, but it it always was just like it, it, it was always like catchy to me, you know, I always thought that's so like absurd, um. But he had a he had a unique sense of humor he was quirky and it and it worked for him very well it was really he was one of a kind um, and it was one of the greatest honors of my lifetime getting to meet him at caroline's don Adam or Leonelli you know my buddy who uh, you've seen in many of my sketches uh, we've we've created them together I should say our sketches um he got to open for uh, Norm MacDonald at Caroline's uh, one weekend when, when Norm was there. I think it was during the New York Comedy Festival, if I'm not mistaken. And Dom um, invited me to come hang out in the green room. Uh, and and Norm was in there. And I, I, I can say this now because I didn't want to say this previously because I felt like it was kind of dishonoring... You know, it's like, oh, this happened to me. I want to just sit here and brag and, you know, reveal all the secrets of Norm McDonald. I don't have much secrets, but I don't think that it's, uh, I think this is the proper time to say it. Um, so, Norm McDonald and Dom, and I think a couple other people tried sneaking in there. Actually, for a little bit, it was just me, Dom, and Norm. And Dom was, like, putting some stuff away, and I was just having a one on one conversation with Norm McDonald, and we were just talking, and. I over I think I at one point in the conversation he was talking about his comedy and how he he never really wrote punchlines he was saying you know he's just saying oh, I just figure it out as I go you know it's like too much for me to like you know it's like too much to just like remember punchlines and then have to recreate them and act them out it's like yeah that's not that's not that's not organic you know it's like I'm doing a terrible impression, but you get you guys get the point. I'm, I'm I'm thinking it helps me remember what he said when I'm kind of like embodying because I can see him right in front of my face in the green room uh, as I talk and and I just remember talking to him and and just recognizing his kindness and his warmth and his non his, his humility. Let's put it that way. Like he didn't know anything about me. He didn't even know I was a comedian. I was just Dom's friend you know or or a, a guy who somehow made it through the the cracks and was sitting in the green there green room there with them and he was just he had a twinkle in his eye and he was he was just kind and not in a rush to get through the conversation and just being being honest you know talking about his comedy career and how his style was always more uh, improv in the moment and kind of like he would play it by feel and then figure out where he wanted to go and then and get there you know with his with his with his humor and you can feel that on stage when he does it. he's just kind of up there talking communicating communicating in his his communicating his thoughts and it's just naturally done in such a funny way because that's who he is he was just God created him naturally in a, in a funny way and um I remember him talking about the stand-up stuff. I remember at one point I, I was so curious. so I just, I'm glad I asked and I didn't hold back. I said, do you keep in touch with Adam Sandler? Because, you know, you guys, if you know me well, you know that I am I grew up a huge Sandler fan. And I know that, you know, obviously Billy Madison and, um, you know, just they, they were on SNL together and all these things. And he goes, I don't see Adam too much, you know. <laughs> and i was like oh you know i was like slightly disappointed not disappointed in norm or adam just you know like they're both they seem like genuine people and and um and i and i just think that i may it, it would i was disappointed because i feel like they they seem like they're friends and and i and I would hope that they've remained friends over the years, you know, so when Norm said that they don't hang out too much, I was a little disappointed, and I think he sensed it, He goes, and then he goes, well, you know, what am I supposed to do, you know, like, you know, what are, you know Adam's always got like, you know, 20 people around, and what am I going to do, He's like, I'm not going to be one of his posse members, <laughs> I'm going to go like, you know, trying to like, you know, milk off, you know, just... Be a leech off Adam, you know. And then and then on the other hand, what am I gonna do? Invite him over to my house? I mean his house is like twenty times bigger than mine, you know. What is he gonna do? Come over and watch TV on my smaller TV. <laughs> so you know. It was hard to um Yeah, I don't know. Hard I don't it was hard to, to find out that he passed away and None of us knew that he had cancer. When I saw him, I didn't think he looked sick. I think it was November of 2019, so he may have already known at that time that he was sick. I don't know. What do you, I, all I knew is that he was just a nice person and that he was funny, and it was such a great honor to meet him. And then, and then a bunch of people came into the green room and they hotboxed it, and I I had to step out because like. I didn't want to get a contact. I huh? I sound like such a loser when I say that, but the truth is, I just didn't. I don't even think Norm was smoking. He didn't seem to care about the, the weed. But they definitely like hot box that that green room like more marijuana than I've ever seen in my life. Um. It was like uh, Tommy. Was it Tommy Boy or Black Sheep when when Chris Farley was? I guess he got high and then he went out on stage and it was like. You know, like uh, I forget which one. Anyway, it reminded me of that. Um, but that's Norm. It's it's terrible. He didn't let. I guess it was a shock for a lot of people. And um, you know, he re- he reserves that right, right? And and now he's gone. And it's just great to see uh, people remember him. And you know, it's it's kind of crazy how sometimes when people pass away, that's when everyone decides to to give them so much love. You know, and it's just like, I mean, it's better late than never, but it's like, how about doing that when the person's alive so that they can appreciate it? You know, I think Norm, a, he deserves to see how much, uh, what an outpour of appreciation people show for him, how much they love him. There's, there really genuinely was a lot of love uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, um, anyway i've applied to be in the new york comedy festival speaking of that because it's coming up here in two months in new york so i don't have any plans to go back but if i get in that i'll definitely be going back to the city keep you guys in the loop hopefully i get it um we'll see what happens uh i've also i'm gonna be hitting hocus pocus 2 is being filmed right now uh in rhode island so if anyone out there lives in rhode island i'm trying to either become an extra or have some sort of a walk online or something I plan on I'm gonna reach out like every day starting tomorrow to the people I'm gonna like try to google the casting director and just start hitting him up just blowing up his phone every day what's the worst that's gonna happen right what is he gonna do call me and say hey stop blowing up my phone uh, I have no idea if it's a man or a woman that's casting I gotta look it up but uh, either way I, I want to be in the flick uh, there's always the risk of movies not being good after the, the original, and I want to try and do whatever I gotta do to, to help recreate that magic, you know what I mean? Whether that means holding a light, or, uh, um, you know, being a, a sugar baby for, for, uh, Bette Midler, you know? <laughs> um, no, we'll, uh. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what? What else is there? Anything going on in the world of comedy? Yeah. So uh, th- there's a Missouri football player. I forget his name, but he's going to be the next Bachelor. He was a former Missouri football player. In fact, my buddy Trevor Glassman knows him. I'm sorry that I that I don't know his name off the top. I I really should have looked that up before I did the podcast. So, I, but I don't know him personally. So whatever. I don't. I don't. Um, there's not really much to say about it other than hey, you know, Missouri football, next Bachelor, cool, next bullet point. Um, been doing a lot of auditions lately, virtual auditions for New York, uh, still, still getting opportunities from my agents to be doing gigs in New York and, you know, commercials or whatever. So, uh, maybe one of these days we'll land something. I just submitted one for this golf commercial where I stand there there's some female attractive, like golf celebrity. And I was going to like, I auditioned to be like just standing there, like holding a club, like a putz. And it's like, Pays like twenty five hundred dollars. I haven't heard back from them, so I don't think uh I don't think I got it. But uh throwing darts is what we do. Or we hit golf balls, one of the two, however you wanna look at it. Um cool. What else? I am very excited and uh Yeah. What did I wanna say. Uh Tom Segura. So the other night I was driving for Uber as I do, um, from time to time now, which is actually fun. I can see why some retired people get into Uber because that's, ex- I'm retired essentially. Uh, in some ways. I'm semi-retired. Is that a weird flex? Um, I'm not retired. I don't have enough money to, uh, actually I don't, don't want to get into that. Um, Let's put it this way: I am semi-retired. Fair? Uh, I don't. I, I'd like to make more money. I, I you know, uh, whatever. I, I'm. I guess uh, depend on what, whatever I, my my monthly expenses. I choose those to be, or whatever I need them to be. I have to figure out how many years that would last me. Um, it all depends on what state you're living in, right? My money's lasting me a lot longer right now than I'm not in New York City anymore, I can tell you that much. So, um, what was I going to say? Let me kick back a little bit here. The whole, uh, let's see here. Give me a second here. What am I trying to say, you putzes? Um, Tom Segura. So I was driving for Uber the other night and I met a dude who, uh, I guess he works for the improv, um, here in, uh, Tampa, and he, we connected, he, he told me he loves this guy named Tom Segura, who I've heard of, but I never checked him out before, and I started watching some of his stuff, and I was, like, crying, like, when he started talking about how he saw a woman masturbating at the bar, I, the way he told the story killed me, it was fucking hilarious, so, I uh, I like it when I'm exposed to comedians that I haven't really followed before or known too much of, but I've heard of them, you know, like the Sebastian Manikowskos of the world. And You know, what I mean by that is, you know, obviously I know that he's successful, I know that he's making a ton of money and he's killing it, but I've never like sat and watched his stand-up, for example. So I think that um, not only is there something to learn from, watching these people, uh, but uh, sometimes I'm surprisingly entertained, you know, like, wow, I've been missing out on uh, on this guy's humor my whole life, or however long, you know, Tom Segura, for example. Um, anyway, I talked about Hocus Pocus, so now there will be two Hocus pocus, if you will. Anyway, what's going on? So that's a good... I I think that's a synopsis on what's going on in the world right now and what's going on in the comedy world, right? SNL, I don't think they've started back up. Uh, I I keep seeing... There's a girl, I think her name's Chanel Ali, who just did like a Comedy Central special. I know her from New York. Super nice girl. My ex-girlfriend Jessica actually talked to her a few years ago. Uh, She wanted to like... Jessica was trying to help me So she like was talk. She went in and introduced herself to Chanel If I'm not If my memory is right It was like Hey do you have any advice? Cause she was like a little further than me At the time Chanel was And um She was just very nice you know And uh, She was like yeah I get it You know I, I'm in a relationship too And you know blah 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 So like Um Chanel was nice that uh When I'd see her At venues and stuff She remembered me And We'd always say hi and stuff. So uh, I'm happy for Comedy Central. That's that's a big deal, you know? Getting that half-hour special, that's that's pretty pimp. So I hope I'm not misspeaking or or butchering those facts in any way. But um, I very well could be. And honestly, I'm too lazy and tired right now to go uh, Google the exact uh, thing. So I'm just going to keep moving. What's going on in my world of Comedy and what's going on in my world. Let's talk about the comedy first because we're st- um, we're gonna get through this, uh, and, uh, and 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 we're gonna, we're sticking to the format. So there was that news story that came out through ABC Action News, ABC Local Tampa, uh, put out a story. Like I guess it's almost been two weeks now. It was a week and a half ago. Um, Sean Daly is the guy who came out and, and put the story together and you know filmed it. And, Uh, Cropped it out and made. He wrote an article and and put out the 90 second segment that was um, broadcast on the local ABC news, and it was really cool because it was broadcast multiple times. They have different times of the day that they like put out that story. It's like 6 a.m., 9 a.m., noon, you know. So like several times on the day that it aired, and the day that the the story came out, uh, we we were getting some good uh, coverage on it. And, uh, it was really cool, um, for, for him and the producer of the, the morning content. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to say what her name is cause I don't want to put her on blast, but she's really the one who opened the door and, and assigned the, uh, the project to, to, to Sean and Sean really took it in rain with it. He was a really cool dude. Trevor and I really appreciated it. You know, he, he, uh, he took the time to really make sure he got the story right. Uh, he didn't just slap something together uh, to try and get a false, uh, a false perception just for like a cool story. He he, d- he took the time to really kind of like understand our, our who we are and and what what curbside comedy is. Um, and if you guys are wondering, I'm not gonna really go into it because the last couple episodes we've talked about it. When I had Trevor on my most recent podcast, we talked about it. I just think that it's uh, not, I don't want to just beat a dead horse and keep saying the same thing over and over every single episode, but we basically, long story short, we do, cur- we do sh- comedy shows anywhere, on people's curbside, at their, their cul-de-sacs, uh, local barbecue, uh, outdoor venues is kind of how this thing started because of the pandemic, and it was an opportunity when when everyone was on lockdown, everything was shut down, curbside comedy was out there doing gigs in, in the street to uh, let people gather in, in a way that they didn't feel unsafe and you know everyone's different right some people don't give a fuck about COVID especially here in uh, Florida and there's also plenty of people that do give a fuck so for the people that give a fuck we can do comedy for you and for the people that don't give a fuck then we can also do comedy for you who cares it's a fun time regardless of uh, you know and, and we, we've been raising money for charity they've Trevor and his uh, partner, Connor, have... uh, And by the way, his business partner, Trevor, is a heterosexual, just to clarify. He has a girlfriend, so... His business partner... I guess I'm technically a business partner, too, which is exciting. Um, Trevor calls me the head comedian, right? He's, like, the CEO of Curbside Comedy, but I'm, like, the head comedian. So that's pretty dank, right? Anyway, uh, him and Connor started it, and... Uh, they they've almost raised ten thousand dollars for charity. So you guys have probably seen the news story. Uh, for all of you who have been supportive on social media and all that and shared it, that was really cool to see all the shares. I put that out, and all of a sudden people started sharing it, which was really cool, you know. And we've already booked four gigs. There's like it's like popcorn. There's been a lot of people reaching out about it. They're like, yeah, we saw you guys in the news, and we want we're interested in talking, you know. So like. We've already booked four gigs from it, which are legit paying gigs, right? Like not chump change. And uh, it's very exciting because we're also going to be giving a, a portion of that to charity um, and a healthy portion, right? And we tell them exactly how much is going to charity so it's not like, oh, we're, you know, everything's very transparent and um, and we're excited. To, we, we were supposed to do our first gig today, but the guy canceled Uh, because of, uh, internal, um, conflict, uh, that's going on with this, uh, this, uh, group had nothing to do with us, but it was really cool that we, um, you know, that we, that we, that we've got some stuff in the works. So I was thinking about, this is really weird, but in, in Florida, people are pretty loose and and it's a pretty open state, you know, like, uh. A lot of tattoos, uh, a lot of intercourse, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make, or what I'm trying to say is, though I could make money if I wanted to um, by doing sexual favors or sexual whatever, um, I choose not to. I, I don't judge people who do or don't or whether they pay for sex or they receive money for sex but for me I, I just think it goes against my own internal personal moral compass to pay for sex or be paid for sex right part of it is that um, it's a God given um, you know like my, 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 my sexual my, my dick is, is God given and you know if I just go around selling my gold member kind of disrespectful to the higher power that gave me that gift. I didn't do anything to deserve this big giant cock. No. <laughs> it was a gift from the God. gift from God. Um, so with that said, yeah, as, as as humorous as that may sound, there's a lot of truth to it and, uh, and I don't sell it. So um, I just give it as a gift. However, I realized in this weird warped, Backwards thought of mine that ma- still makes sense. I don't know what made me think of this the other day, but I was thinking about how I, um, even though I wouldn't accept money for sex, I would potentially have sex for charity, right? So I would potentially hook up with Cruella DeVille if she donated $50,000 to animal shelters, for example, right? I also might hook up with Cruella DeVille regardless, you know, as long as she looks like Emma Stone, but, (laughs) no, I I haven't seen the new one, but, um, what I'm trying to say is uh, I think I would have sex for charity and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even allow myself to do it for a tax deduction. I wouldn't even, I, I don't even, you know what I mean? Like, it would be for the gift uh, the, the spirit of giving Right um, I already said once That I'm a sex vigilante And uh, I think that this Also fits that category Right I have a joke about Being a sex vigilante Because of uh, How I have sex with uh, Girls that are mean So that they Aren't as mean To the rest of the world Anymore Does that make sense You know They, they, they smile a little bit more And as a result You know The Cruella de vils Of the world Just are a little less evil, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, it's been fun uh, going to the pier and doing these shows. That's where we did the news story. So Trevor and I have continued going to the pier uh, when it's not raining cats and dogs, speaking of uh, Cruella DeVille. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I did buy a thousand, I spent a thousand dollars on a guitar and uh, it's an electric guitar. So a couple times in between like comedy sets when we're taking breaks i strapped up the old uh, guitar around the chest and uh, played some good old music for you and one of the things that really was catchy unexpectedly there's this song you know My Hero by Foo Fighters it has three notes in the chorus it's like
1: there goes my hero Watch him as he goes.
0: I completely butchered those notes. Um, it's like, blah, blah, blah. anyway, yeah. It's like...
1: there goes my hero, so ordinary. So there's three notes in
0: that. So I I, re- I started playing the three notes over and over, and then I just started like reciting internal dialogue and thoughts about the movie Varsity Blues from my own perspective, and I, and and people were like cracking up and like gathering around so I'd like play the the thing and I'd be
1: like do you guys remember that scene in Varsity Blues when Paul Walker's chick showed up with that Whippery Cream Bikini yeah yeah Yeah. Johnny Moxon turned her down and honestly I probably would have too because whipped Cream Bikinis aren't as sexy to be and uh, you know like All she had to do was show up and just take off her clothes and get down on her knees. Uh, I'm sorry to Paul Walker's character at that moment, but I think I'd have to let her suck my dick. No. uh, (laughs) I don't know. That's (laughs) terrible.
0: Um, Paul Walker's character. I forget the name. I'd, I'd rather not say Paul Walker just because he is deceased. But the character that he played in Varsity Blues, the the quarterback that had the scholarship to Florida State and was, you know, banging the hot cheerleader up the tailpipe most likely. Um, What I'm trying to say is uh, the, the whipped cream bikini really was not that hot, but she was pretty hot. All she needed to do was just get naked, you know what I'm saying? And it would be pretty difficult to resist. Darcy, was that who that was? I forget. Too bad I don't have Alexa set up right now because right I'd be like, "Hey Alexa, who played the whipped cream bikini chick in Varsity Blues?" Um. Anyway, Billy Bob. Yeah, that's a great movie, Varsity Blues.
1: Do you guys think that James Vanderbeek has fallen off? If so, why is that? Do you guys remember James Vanderbeek in the TV show series Seventh Heaven? How come he never did anything after Varsity Blues? It's probably because he was still thinking about that whipped cream bikini chick that he passed up. Alright. Um. <laughs> How many times do you think James Vanderbeek masturbated to the whipped cream bikini chick uh, after they had filmed that scene from the movie? <laughs> do you think that he ever tried to hit on her?
0: I don't know. Anyway, because uh, I definitely
1: would have and I would have...
0: Whatever see see when I did that, it was all like improv, and people were cracking up on the beach. There was like this older woman that was like dying. I think she wanted to give me head. I have no idea anyway, um, <laughs> it's such a terrible thing to say, especially since she was there with a husband, anyway, all right, um hey-o. all right let's do this guy's foo fighter's riff, childhood, so um. Speaking of charities, it was recently Trevor Glassman's birthday. We went out. His dad was here. His family, some family members, and some people. And there was a girl who like runs. She like is an event planner for this nonprofit organization that raises money for childhood uh, cancer bills for families and support for families when there's a, a child that gets cancer here in Tampa. So I'm hoping that we can do a charity show for uh ch- children with cancer i just think uh i want to selfishly put that on my resume is that terrible no honestly that would be such an honor um it would it would look good but um honestly the honor of doing that would be amazing uh, uh raising money for, for doing comedy to to help raise money for kids with cancer i mean heaven yes is what i'm trying to say and then i'd try to sell my my merch there no no that's really cool honestly I hope we get the opportunity. It would be amazing. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my biggest fear as a kid was getting cancer. And I remember, like, praying that I would not get cancer because I just, I wanted to be able to have the opportunity to live and enjoy life and grow up. And and, and uh, God granted that wish, I will say, and I'm very thankful for it. So childhood cancer is really sad. You know, it's very sad. And uh, I'd love to raise money for it. So if we get the opportunity, I'll talk more about that and uh, and go from there. But uh, another announcement on my comedy career: I did side splitters two weekends ago, two Sundays ago. That was really cool. I, I featured, um, and it was just really fun. It was really cool. Uh, there was an old man uh, celebrating his seventy fourth birthday. Speaking of someone who made it past childhood, seventy uh, fourth birthday, he was there with his daughter and his family and. He was just a nice old man. I made a post on Facebook about how um, we had a great banter, and, and his daughter hit me up after the show and just thanked me for making her dad's birthday special. You know, he, you could tell he wanted to meet me after the show. He was kind of... He was just a nice old... I actually kissed his hand at one point because I was giving him a hard time. I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I love you. And I just reached out and kissed his hand. And um, he was just a kind soul, you know. And, and, it, and it made my night to... You know, make sure, to to know that, that he had a special time on his seventy first seventy fourth birthday, and the rest of the crowd seemed to have a good time too. So that was really cool. Great, I appreciated sidesplitters giving me that opportunity. I think it's really cool they have a new club that opened down here. So they've got two comedy clubs here in Tampa, which is fun. And I just checked out the other one. It's inside of a movie theater, and it's movie theater seven, divine number seven. Shout out to my my man Eric Heidi, who was number seven in high school. Uh, John Elway Alright So anyway um, uh, What else is going on In the comedy stuff Uh, David and Buster Has been hosting those games We do the watch parties Every Sunday It's really fun Trevor and I Having the banter The back and forth Just giving out prizes Basically we're we're paid To be Santa You know (laughs) Which is Which is pretty awesome I have to say You know Getting paid to essentially Just show up and, And I And I And I wear my when I went to Disneyland, Disney World, to, to see my family, I bought that Pirates of the Caribbean hat. So now I've got a pirate hat and I've got my Victorian red outfit that I wore in my music video, if you guys have seen it, when I was walking around on the beach, that red bright thing. And, um, you know, I, I wear that. I, I look like a buccaneer now. So I go to the, the games wearing that obnoxious thing. and We've hosted three games now. Uh, Bucks lost today. They won the first two games, so they're two and one now. They lost to the Rams today. I didn't even know Jared Goff got traded. By the way, I had no. I thought I don't even know if that's his first name. Goff. Uh, Goff is with the Lions now. Matt Stafford is with uh, the Rams, and uh, they got a new receiver now. His last name is Cup. Can't help but wonder if he wears a cup or not. But um, either way. Interesting stuff, right? Uh, Or not. I don't know if you're interested at all. Maybe you're falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. I'm tired, son. Anyway, uh, I need to get through this. I need to get through this. So, come to Dave and Buster's on Sundays. Or, actually, text me first because I'm going to be out of town a couple weeks. I'm going back to St. Louis for a few weeks in the middle of the middle. I'm going back to St. Louis for a week in the middle of October. Anyway, um, are you guys a Tampa Bay Bukaki fan? Are you a Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um You know what's interesting is being a common man watching football from the perspective of not being uh having the status of being on a on a on a big squad anymore and just like seeing adult men enjoying football like in the you know it's like I enjoyed it as a player very much and saw it from a player's perspective, but seeing it from people that, like, get really hyped about watching football and going to games or tailgating, and, I mean, it's nothing new to me. I, I knew it as a kid, and then, you know, my goal was always play, so I didn't, you know, I, I kind of distanced myself from that reality, I guess, because I was so focused on it from a player's perspective, but... It's fun to see the people who who get a kick out of it and dress up and do all the crazy stuff. I will say what is weird is the whole superstition thing. Uh, not weird, but like some people actually think, "Oh, well we lost because like that guy wasn't here." You know, this this guy's bad luck because he, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, uh sorry that has nothing to do with it. Like you think because you Yeah, you know, the superstition thing is is odd to me. The reason you win or lose is because of what happens on that field. It has nothing to do with what color socks some dude in the crowd wore. But some, the dude in the crowd, if he actually thinks that, is so fucking got this twisted thing in his head that he actually thinks he has control over the game because of what socks. That's. Let me just say that's some psycho bullshit right there. All right, I'm calling. I'm calling that out. So if there's any listeners out there that are like super, super sit superstitious and you actually think that the game is going to be won or lost based on some weird thing that you do, let me just bring you to a reality check and tell you right now, it has nothing to fucking do with you, I'm sorry alright, it has nothing to do with what color undershirt you're wearing or what size of uh, cock ring you've got, tweezing your balls, I don't like remove yourself from the equation, just have some fun you know what I mean you're not going to affect the outcome of the game. It has nothing to do with you. And I don't mean to belittle you or make you feel small. But no. Not. No. That That's not how it works. Okay? <laughs> that's... The little superstition thing is a little wild. If you really think that you are going to affect the game based on the color of underwear you are wearing... Uh, you are partially insane. So, anyway. Um... What else, guys? Dave and Busters, uh, come check us out. Hit me up if you want to know if I'm working on a certain week. If you want to come out to the Tampa Dave and Busters, awesome. Uh, by the way, another thing about the, the fans that wear the, the football stuff, like I don't wear another man's jersey. Trevor and I were talking about talking about this tonight. Like I'm a grown man. I wear a jersey that says Old Road on the back. I'm not wearing something that says Brady or Gronkowski or whatever, what have you. I appreciate those guys. I follow them, but I'm Michael Oldroyd, right? So that's, that's just all there is to it. Uh, Anyway, if you guys haven't seen my music video, I released that on all platforms uh, like a week and a half ago. Actually, it was a little over a week. It was really exciting to finally finish it. Uh, filmed most of it, 90% of it ish, in New York. Finished it here in Florida, in, in Siesta Key specifically, on the beach there. I love Siesta Key. In fact, after I released it, uh, I went out and celebrated and got shwasted. Uh, something I don't do too often anymore. But Eric Heidi, number seven quarterback at Eureka, he wore number seven. I mentioned, mentioned his name not long ago. Eric Daniel Heidi uh, him and I had a divine connection. We're, we always talk about football when we hang out. We were talking about how our JV year when Coach Cleveland, Coach Greg Cleveland, who's now the athletic director at our high school, Eureka High School, he was the, the, the coach of our JV team. And, and even though we were a running offense and our school had it built into the program, Coach Cleveland knew that Eric and I had a, a special connection. He had the ability to to, to launch the ball with accuracy and I had the ability to catch in, we were joking and remembering how we weren't even joking. just talking about how like one out of every 2.5 times that he threw me the ball, I scored. I had 25 receptions for 500 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns, which means one out of every 2.5 touches I scored. And, um, and my yards per, my average yards per catch was 25 yards. So, um, It was an amazing season that we had, and yes, it was only JV, but, um, I know we could have done even more on varsity if, uh, (laughs) if our head coach didn't have a huge stick up his ass, but, you know, that's another, uh, that's another thing. Anyway, let's move on. Um, Siesta Key, Friday night celebration with Eric, that was awesome. Um... I did a live stream from the water that day, uh, the next day actually, and I talked and I gave some shout outs, it was actually really, I I went back and watched the video, I was a little tipsy in it, and I, I I like what I said, I was like, well this is fun, this is cool, you know, so uh, check that out, it's on my Facebook, the live stream, check out the music video wherever I'm on, you can check out any of my, it's the droid everywhere, it's my YouTube handle, it's you can subscribe Uh, The droid, all one word with a Y instead of an I. So T-H-E-D-R-O-Y as in... Uh, And then D, right? Old droid. Uh, So the droid. Alright, anyway. Like the R2-D2 droid. Alright, cool. With a Y instead of an I. Alright. Anyway, so uh, that was really fun. I released some stand-up. I released a stand-up clip on on YouTube like a few days ago that is maybe the best performance of my life i did some picture support to the audio recording of it and the picture support makes it a video essentially but you can't see me actually doing the the video of that performance per se you just hear the audio of it with funny picture support if that makes sense so uh check out my youtube to to see those two i do recommend them both i recommend me you know, I find me very hilarious, so check me out. All right. Um, I have a friend who's helping me with uh, with comedy right now and some of my website stuff, which has been really, really uh, helpful and a blessing in disguise. Anyone who, you know, starts to do cool stuff like that. I know Jessica did when we first started dating at one point And, you know, it's just, uh, I always appreciate it. I really appreciate unselfish, kind acts where people see how hard I'm tr- uh, working at this and they, they say, you know what, I want to do what I can to to put some win- wind under underneath Mike's wings and that's exactly what uh, uh, my friend Abby is doing right now, is helping me with some of those website stuff, so... Uh, I talked about Trevor's birthday. I'm jealous because him and his girlfriend went to the Star Wars exhibit at Disney World. uh, And she freaking bought him a lightsaber. And I think that's so cool. It's like a custom-made lightsaber that he brought back. I know that my brother gave me Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Thanks a lot for the, the... the lightsaber of light, Jaja. No, I thought it was awesome. He he gives me stuff from the dark side all the time. Like you know, it's like I'm sitting here. I'm a I'm a Jedi, bro. You know, <laughs> and yet he gives me Darth Vader's helmet and Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Um, when I turn on Trevor's lightsaber, it's a green lightsaber, which is the the light, right? And then for one second, out of nowhere, it flickered red, which we both looked at each other. And we're like, dude, where did that come from? <laughs> but the way I look at it is, if I have ninety nine percent of myself on the light side and literally like less than one percent on the dark side, um, I'm probably good. You know what I mean? And 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 I would say that maybe that 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 flicker that we see is, uh, you know, me in the me in the bedroom when when the doors are closed. If you know what I'm talking about, ladies. So, um. The only time I'm Darth Vader is in the sack, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Trevor, uh, Trevor got the saber, and uh, I'm gonna try and go back. He went to Harry Potter uh, over the last uh, weekend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go back and do Harry Potter before uh, Halloween, and then uh, maybe uh, the Star Wars exhibit for my birthday on November sixth. So I'm excited about that. Uh, if you rearrange the letters of my name, here's something I realized recently. Not only do you get the sense I'm Yoda, but you can create the sense I'm Yoda echoed, meaning uh, apparently I am kind of like uh, the embodiment of, of Yoda's teachings and his. What I'm trying to say is I'm the high, I'm a high level boss. All right, I don't think. I think in the world of Star Wars, Yoda is the highest order of of good. And that gives me an extreme boner when I think that those letters are in my name. I'm Yoda? I am Yoda Echoed? Jeez, what the heaven? All right. I am going back to St. Louis in a couple weeks for my mom's birthday. Her birthday is October 12th. I'm excited to um, see her. We'll do the Van Gogh Museum uh, exhibit in St. Louis because it's traveling through. I know that she's excited about that. Maybe I'll get a haircut for the first time in what feels like an eternity. Um, See some friends, maybe go to a Cardinals game. Maybe put on a a, a comedy show. Maybe a charity event. And this is where this is going to get sad, guys. I've saved it to last intentionally because I I thought if I started with it, the entire podcast would be a, a downer. So I'd like to just pause for a second and say everything that I've said so far, all positive. And, uh, what I'm about to end the podcast with is not a downer for the sake of being a downer, but it's something that will be a reminder, which is positive of the importance of the impermanence of, of life here. And, um, it's just tough to, 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 to have accepted or to accept that, uh, one of my high school football team teammates um, was uh, was shot and killed uh, a week ago, uh, Monday night. His name is Cedric Owens. And um, someone asked me recently if I've seen the movie Remember the Titans. And I thought, well, funny you say that because uh, um, I relate to that movie more than ever because the, the opening scene and the closing scene of Remember the Titans is uh, where old teammates are brought together uh, at the funeral of uh, of a player who they um, had grown close to you know more than a decade before when they had a uh, an amazing bond and, and, a, and a successful team and um, <sighs> I don't even I you know I'm not going to sit here and dwell on this I've had a lot of time to reflect and think on this when I first found out I didn't believe it you never do right even when I found out that Norm McDonald Trevor is the one who told me that Norm Macdonald had passed away a couple weeks ago. We were just driving in the car back from the pier and he goes, dude, Norm Macdonald died. And when he said it, we're always joking with each other. And I was like, that didn't sound like he was joking. And in my head, I'm like, your first thought is, well, are you sure? You know, like that's, your first thought is now, like maybe that's just like, Bullshit! Like, where did you hear some shit like that? But he said it with such confidence that I had nothing to do except be like, I think it's possible that he might not be joking and that this is actually happening. And it was a similar, except more intense feeling with Cedric because Cedric and I and all of us teammates are, uh, you know, the bond that you... Form with your teammates is lifelong even if you don't stay in touch all the time we we had all reconnected this year because a senior class of 05 was going to uh, try and get together and uh and do something like go to a cardinals game or something where we could all have some you know whether we have a beer and a catch up or whatever and cedric was on the thread and he was you know that was my last communication with him it was through our thread and uh when I saw that, I woke up to some texts, I think it was Monday morning or Tuesday morning and it said that Cedric was shot and killed um, on that thread and uh, honestly, it just, the first thing that just went through my head was just repeatedly saying, "Fuck, fuck, 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 like, except I was screaming essentially and I was half asleep and I was like, there's no, I don't know, you know, it was just, it was a lot of thoughts at once and it was hard to, It was hard to process, and it was hard to know which one of the many thoughts to feel, right? Because there's so many feelings and thoughts that go through your head in a moment like that where you don't even know which one to grab onto, let alone say out loud to another human being or in a group text, your mind is confused. My mind was confused. I... I, it was hard to know what to say because it was uh, such a shock to the system. Um, all I can say about Cedric—well, not all I can say—I I mean, could—I could talk for a while. Um, what I want to say right now is just that—that the, the dude was an amazing teammate. He was just—he was the type of teammate that you want to have. He—he he always was there. He did all the work. Cedric was bused in from the city and any of the kids. So there was a desegregation, desegregation, um, program in this, in St. Louis for a while. They wanted to create more diversity because in Missouri, um, there's a, a, a big disparity between the, the, the Caucasian population in the suburbs versus, uh, in the inner cities like st louis uh it's primarily black um and cedric uh you know is an african-american who was uh which i don't even like that term i think the the term these days is black that that is more accepted african-american is not as accepted for some reason i don't know why but anyway cedric um him and his family are, are, are a black family from, from St. Louis. And Cedric had to take the bus. He has uh, three sisters. Uh, I, I know two of them very well because we went to school together, all of us. Uh, I played football with Cedric for six years. He had to – Well, the point that I'm trying to say is that it took a lot longer for the, the kids that were bussed in through this desegregation program – Um, they had to get up at the crack of dawn, if not before the crack of dawn, and get home later than everyone else. And somehow, even regarding, even with regardless of all that extra difficulty that he had to face, he did all the things that were asked of anyone on the team. I don't think I've ever heard him complain about a workout. Uh, He was strong. He... He pulled his weight and more. He was a captain. Uh, he got the Andy Beto re- reward. He got the. He was an honor. He was uh, awarded with the Andy Beto Award for during Homecoming, which is the greatest honor that any football player at Eureka can achieve. Um, I think um, he was just a good dude. He had a good heart. It was displayed through the way that he played football. He never complained about his position. I don't know if he liked it or not, the position that he played. Maybe he did, but he I never saw him complain about it. Um, he was a warm spirit, a warm person to be around, uh, just um, no negative energy. Um, he was all over that highlight tape. You know both years number 47 was his uh was the number that he wore he was a running back uh and and uh eddie harr and and ryan trader uh coached together uh i think it's in potosi missouri if i'm not mistaken and um they run some of the same plays including a, a play called the z power which is a, a play that we ran back then and cedric used to run that and um to honor him and the timing kind of worked out where uh Eddie and, and and Ryan's team scored their forty seventh point on a Z power, which Cedric used to run all the time, very well. And uh, and uh, they won the game. And Eureka also won the game. And they they honored Cedric by talking, reading testimonials from his teammates uh, who had written about him. They they uh, they read that to the team before Friday's game. And uh, I, I I submitted one to be read and. Similar to some of the things that I'm telling you guys now. Maybe in some, some of the same words, some different. But uh, all from from my heart and all true. And um, uh, I'm just glad that they're showing love. Saturday they had a, a, a private event at one of his sister's houses. And I got I some video footage of people that had shown up, some of the football players uh, for anyone who uh, went to high school with Cedric, and if you want to attend, uh, there is going to be a funeral this Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be, I guess it's uh, the 29th, is that is that what day? The funeral is the 29th, yeah. So, it's going to be the 29th, and it's going to be um, 2 to 3 p.m., And it's going to be at Reliable Funeral Home at 3958 Washington Boulevard in St. Louis. Uh, There will be a celebration of life afterwards from 3 to 5 p.m. And um, there will be a celebration of life this Saturday outside of Orlando. So the timing is going to work well for me because I'm down here. And um, it'll be at the Sanford Civic Center, 401 East Seminole Boulevard in Sanford, Florida, 10 a.m. Um, it'll be um, at the Rest Lawn Cemetery on 25th Street in Sanford, Florida. There will be a—that's where he's going to be buried. That's where he was born. His mom lives out here, um, so I will be attending that. And his mom asked me to actually speak on behalf of. His teammates. So I will be speaking and saying a few words about Cedric. There, it's a great honor, and it's just a very sad, sad fucking thing. It pisses me off, to be honest. To be a hundred percent honest, it really pisses me the fuck off because Cedric's a good guy, and he didn't deserve it. He was shot. At, he was an innocent man. There's a news story about it. He was literally uh, attending a vigil with family and friends uh, of someone that uh, a friend knew. I guess he also knew them through a friend who had been shot due to gun violence in St. Louis. The crime is disgusting right now. And uh, Cedric, uh, literally was close to a police station in downtown St. Louis, um, they were attending the vigil of someone that they knew. And while they were attending this vigil, innocently... Uh, uh, I guess a black SUV pulled up and opened fire and uh, Cedric was the person that was killed and he died defending his family and he fought to the end and he was taken away from his family and and his daughter Alyssa and we're going to start a 529 in her name it'll be a a college scholarship fund we're going to be raising money I might do a, a charity comedy event where 100% of the proceeds go to his daughter's scholarship fund. I might do that when I'm in St. Louis uh, the weekend of October 15th. I think that weekend Eureka's playing Melville at home, so maybe that Saturday uh, I'm talking to some people in Eureka about potentially doing that right now. and If we can't do it on that date, then uh, uh, maybe next time I'm in St. Louis. There's no rush because she's not going to college right away, but I am glad that we're doing something, because he earned that, and his teammates, us, need to have his back, and I think there's no no more important way to have his back than to be there for his family and help, since he's not able to uh, be there to make money and help her go to college from this point forward, then, uh, you know... Helping out in some way, shape, or form with that is the least that we can do as teammates, in my opinion. So I'm really excited that we're doing something. And that was a great idea by Dustin Ralph, to come up with that, that idea. He, um, I know he was having a tough time when we all were. I think we were all shocked. And Dustin m- mentioned that uh, it makes it easier by thinking of solutions, right? And he definitely came up with a great solution with that one. So I appreciate you doing that, Dustin. I'm sure Cedric does too, and I, uh, I'm confident that he's up in heaven and getting to hang out with all of our our teammates that have passed on. we've got a, we've got a handful, you know, Dan Harden getting to meet Andy Beto for the first time, and um, you know Riley Baker and. Uh, many others. Um, yeah, uh, one of our football coaches from middle school, Cedric and I, started in seventh grade uh, playing football together. I started younger than that out in California, but our, our football coach was Terry Steve, and Terry uh, uh, passed a message along to me through through his son, Jeff, um, and which on there, you know, I remember that. uh Terry mentioned that, uh, our last game in seventh grade was the day that Walter Payton died. And Terry said that Walter Payton was, uh, you know, probably the greatest football player he had ever played against and and the amount of respect that he had for him and the adoration and and all the above. And, um, he, 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 he passed a match along saying that, uh, Hey, now, now Walter, now sweetness, you know, Walter Payton is, uh, is able to, uh, you know, teach Cedric about how to play football and, and, and things like that up there. So that was real special, you know, to hear from Coach Steve like that. My favorite head football coach that I've ever had, you know. I liked Greg Cleveland a lot too. Uh, both of them are my favorite head football coaches. And, um, and I've also got a lot of favorite football coaches. Grimshaw, um,
1: yeah,
0: a lot. You know, I got. I don't need to mention them all, but definitely Trevor Grimshaw is up there. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up, uh, but I uh, I've prayed for Cedric and his family a lot this week. Um, feel free to send prayers, guys feel free to send prayers if if you're interested in um making some sort of donation to the college fund you can get in touch with us once we officially make it uh, a you know etched in stone policy um if you're interested in going to the funeral i i listed it off or reach out to me if you need that information again or uh if you're going to be in florida and you went to school with us uh let me know but it'll be um It'll be an honor, and uh, I am looking forward to seeing Rhonda Ramsey. Uh, I'm gonna talk uh, about her another time, but she's gonna be uh, she's trying to start a podcast to help uh, adolescents uh, that have problem with juvenile, like ju- kids in juvenile hall and things like that. I think she's got a great, um, great intention with uh, helping out the kids. Uh, so we're gonna talk more about what I mean by that later, but she'll be at the funeral. Burial And um, You know When life gives you shit uh, You turn it into You know I don't know Sometimes God does things That we just don't understand And you just have to uh, Know that um, It's out of our control None of us can control That Cedric's gone now He's gone Uh, But I am confident and I do believe that he served his purpose here um, and then um, it's that though it may seem like a complete uh, unacceptable bullshit that um, you know God's God's got a bigger plan so uh, I want to say in the name of Jesus heaven amen but uh, I know not everyone's Christian and I say, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of getting a little. I'm tired, and in the name of all that is good, I should say that's 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 really what I that's what I feel. Um, keep uh, keep them in your prayers, and uh, and I appreciate you guys tuning into the to the Michael Oldred Comedy Podcast. This is, uh, it's been good to, to talk and kind of, um, give you guys the latest in my life. I hope, I hope you guys have a great week. Appreciate life. Tell, tell people, yeah, I'm preaching now. So, fuck it. I mean, nobody likes when people preach, but, just, um, tell people that you love them. Tell the people that you love that you love them. I've heard it time and time again that people don't say I love you enough to the ones that, that you truly love. And, uh Figure out a way to force that shit out, even if you have to, you know, even if you have to force it a little bit, get it out. Express yourself, let people know that you love them, because you, you may not get a chance tomorrow, and that really is a, that is, a, that, that's a reality, you know, it's a reality. So, I love you guys, thanks for tuning in, um, subscribe, feel free to leave a review, comment, whatever you want to do. Uh, Either way, um, have a good week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's (laughs) horny?